You should have that. Yeah. Like if anyone's listening. Hey guys, it's Sunday Maybe Podcast. Maybe you should produce my show. What does it pay? <laughs> it's not cash. It's I will not, not cash. be able to do that. <laughs> pays pays <laughs> other things besides cash. Is it wine? <laughs> it could be wine. I don't want it if it's not wine. <laughs> Welcome, welcome everybody. Oh my gosh, it's finally here. I'm so excited to share this episode with you where I interview my one and only, my beloved, the mom of my kids, my very own wife, Ashley Gomez, everybody. So in this episode, I'll provide first an overview of the type eight on the Enneagram then you'll be able to hear the interview with Ashley. Type 8 is the challenger or the protector, or in some circles, the boss. And uh, this is the type that Ashley leads with. And honestly, I was nervous to interview her. You might hear some of that in the interview. Um, I like really care about this podcast. I want it to be good. I want you to find value in it. And then there was this, you know, obviously me interviewing my wife for the first time. We've never done something like this before. And if you know anything about the type eight, which is my wife and and my type, type seven, if you know anything about those two types coming together on a project, (laughs) one of us is going to want to take over very, have very strong opinions about the vision of it. Uh, to control to try to make it happen (laughs) so you might hear that dynamic in the interview um even before leading up to it it felt like it wasn't honestly wasn't going to happen there was like a conflict about how she would be done and what should happen and then we're trying to get the kids to bed Uh, anyway we just let it all go (laughs) i got ashley a glass of wine and then we just hit record. And I am really happy with the result. Uh, I got to know my wife deeper. I also got to hear a childhood story I've never heard before. And so, uh, yeah, my hope is that this inspires you to go deeper into your Enneagram journey and your home type. This is such a powerful tool for transformation it's definitely transformed me and and us ashley and i in our marriage so yeah with that said i'm going to give you an overview of type eight now and then after that we'll dive right into the interview so Type 8, the challenger, the protector. So this type lives in the body center, the gut center of intelligence. Remember, there's three. There's the body, the mind, and the heart. So this type specifically lives in the body. All types have access to the gut, right? But those who live here, this is their center They have a special connection to what is called grounded presence, the life force. 
they have a direct energetic experience of their environment in the present moment. Uh, type eights embody this beautiful dynamic, this, this interplay of strength, leadership, and vulnerability. They are exceptionally resilient and capable of enduring significant challenges. Their natural assertiveness and decisiveness make them really great leaders who inspire confidence and action in others. They have a strong protective instinct, particularly for the underdog type or those as they see as vulnerable. Uh, type 8s value honesty and directness in their communication, and, and they don't like hidden agendas. The core motivation of a type 8 is to protect themselves from vulnerability, and they want to control their own life and their destiny. And it stems from this deep-seated fear of being harmed, controlled, or, you know, at worst, violated by others. And this leads them to want to assert control over their environment and relationships as a defense mechanism. Um, they often assert control over their environment to, again, avoid feeling vulnerable or powerless. And... Type 8s are known to challenge perceived injustices or wrongdoings. They, they like, there's this default for them to stand up for what they believe in, what they believe is right. They approach life with intensity and passion, whether it's work or relationships or leisure activities. And for personal growth, Type 8s can focus on learning to embrace vulnerability as a strength, not a weakness allowing for deeper connections with others. Uh, the work is to, to soften, to soften into their own precious needs for tenderness and care instead of the default projecting of strength, steadiness, and power. When they foster emotional intelligence and softness in the heart center of the body and they embrace vulnerability, Type 8s can develop a deeper appreciation for their resilience, their protective nature, and the natural ability to be empowered. So as you listen to this interview, I invite you to listen as my beautiful wife courageously steps into talking about her strengths and vulnerability as someone who leads with the Type 8. I hope you enjoy. Where are you starting? Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's a started. terrible start. <laughs> now you have to like, okay, should we get into this? <laughs> nervous. I told you I was nervous. You just sort of said, hey, how are you? <laughs> Quietly mumbled, hey, how are you? I told you I was nervous. I make a lot of people nervous. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's because you're a type eight. <laughs> You can't just say it's because that. Oh, right, 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 right. Hi, hi. <laughs> Should we take a deep breath? <laughs> what do you want to do, do? Just start. What do you want to do? This is going down in flames. <laughs> we, apo we apologize to anybody. <laughs> it's going up in flames. 
up in flames? Yeah. Is yeah, that a phrase? It's about to like light up, you know. Light it's getting up. lit is yeah, what you're trying lit. to say. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say lit. it's gonna light up. You sound one hundred years up old. <laughs> gonna go up is the roof gonna raise (laughs) the roof is gonna raise okay old man all right here we are (laughs) hello hey we're here we're here hey hey so tell me about the type you lead with oh you're just going right into it oh yeah okay (laughs) I was going to be like, hi, I'm Ashley. Oh, I'm... yeah. All right, yeah. Tell them who you are. <laughs> tell, tell them who you are. Oh, God, boy. I'm terrible. I'm not doing a good job. Okay, no, this go is ahead. so far so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, go. I'm your wife. Yeah. Yes. Mother of your children. Yes. And my name is Ashley. Mm-hmm. And I lead with a type eight, as mm. the tests say. Right, right. And we've known each other for how long? 20 years. So we met in college, mm-hmm. college sweethearts. Correct. And then we dated after college. Mm-hmm. Not the entire time. No, there were breakups in between. Mm-hmm. Right. And we've been married for 11 years. It'll be 11 this year. Almost. <laughs> Almost 11 years. I was waiting for that. <laughs> and tell them about your job. What do you do for your job? I'm a dance teacher. And how long have you been a dancer? Oh, since I was three years old. Mm. I mean, maybe four. I'd, ha- I'd have to fact check with mom since most little girls start mm. dance. Okay. And then been teaching it uh, since high school, but as an actual career for a, a little over 12 years. And like, what, what's, what is it about dance? I think I w- when, I, when I was doing dance and sports all at the same time, I think I just realized, although I liked the physicality of both, I think that because dance incorporated such storytelling mm-hmm. and a creative aspect that for me, athletics didn't hold, mm-hmm. both felt fulfilling, but that felt more so, I think because it involved heart mm-hmm. in a different way. How did dance shape the way you started to get to know your body, especially as a woman growing up oh, I would say in the 80s, 90s. <laughs> a lot, of, a majority of it, actually. I think I also grew up really conservative, so I think a lot of my experience of moving, feeling, being okay with experiencing like a wild array of emotion all through my body was happening then at three, four, five, six. Hmm. and so on yeah so this is an enneagram interview ah what is your recollection of the enneagram entering our lives terrible (laughs) really no i just remember it being like you're an eight and i was like this is dumb not a number which since then i have learned is how most eights respond to the enneagram (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, No, I think it was more like, oh, it's a personality test, you know? I've Mm -hmm. done like Myers-Briggs, and I've done all these other types of, this is the way you work best, and ENFG, and whatever those ones are. That's Mm -hmm. Myers-Briggs. Myers-Briggs. ENFP. ENFP, yeah. Yeah, No G. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Taking it 10 times, still don't know the letters. Uh, Yeah, so I was kind of like, "Mm, okay. Fine. Interesting. But I've not ever been one to put all my faith in a standardized test of any sort. Mm -hmm. Can't trust them after the SATs, you know? Mm. No, I just never really liked 
just like testing a list of questions that are meant to figure you out or something. Mm. I don't know. Something felt not so authentic about it. Mm. So I think in the beginning I was like, cool, I'll take it. Interesting, insightful, and then move on. Mm -hmm. But I think because you were clearly like all in, which is just what you do. (laughs) And you were so all in. And then, like, it's all you wanted to talk about for a long time that I was like, I don't like that word. Mm. Enneagram was a bad word for me for a while. Mm. I remember it was in a pregnant with Maisie, right? Yeah. So, okay, it entered the sphere right around then. You were like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, I'll take a test. And you were like, man, maybe not so much. And then what happened after that? Can I just say a funny anecdote about taking the test? Because I don't know if you remember it. But you literally sat next to me while I took it. I did. And you're like, it'll only be like 45 minutes or whatever. (laughs) And then you go, I already know what you are. And you sat next to me the whole time going, I wonder if it's going to be what I think it is. And then I finished it and clicked and whatever. And then I got that it said like eight wing, whatever, all the things. And you go, yep, I knew it. You're an eight. And I was like, what? the heck okay cool and i it's already discredited in my mind which is funny that's just it's part of it you were so excited it's not to your fault it's like a clearly you were just like so excited but me being who i am i was like stop telling me (laughs) what i'm supposed to be and then i was so mad that it was the one that you thought i was (laughs) (laughs) like that's not fair i was like what if i had been a five and you would have been like what no way but no it was an eight you were right (laughs) you said it and it's what i was yeah but anyway i really feel i said i was embarrassed because looking back i feel like i could have given more space been more gracious well of course but you were excited it was was something new and also it was brand new like the idea of it you know there's You didn't have like an etiquette around what you were meant to explain about the Enneagram to people that you wanted to tell. Mm -hmm. You know, there's not like some booklet to be like, but make sure you don't tell eights they're eights because they'll be (laughs) mad at you. (laughs) Although maybe there should be. (laughs) But my type was also in action just, you know, sitting next to you. Correct. (laughs) Sitting next to you, being excited, enthusiastic Mm -hmm. about what it was going to be and being right. and Mm Could have could have just eased up on the on my type showing up as as you were trying to enter into that as well right yeah we've learned we've learned we've learned okay so all right give me your questions you lead with the type eight how do you know mm-hmm. that you lead with the type eight from what i've learned i think i've always been really bold i don't feel much fear in like human interaction i'll feel fear around like a really creepy spider but like one-on-one interaction with humans, I don't necessarily feel fear around that. Or it's I feel, not as accessible or it's not there as much, if well, at all. Yeah, I just, even when I do see it, I kind of go, moving on. Mm. Um, so I feel confident, I suppose, mm. in a lot of scenarios. Not because I... Hmm. because I think that I'm supposed to be something or attempting to prove something, but just because I I guess I don't really see it necessary to worry or feel anxious about Mm. um, a lot. I just feel more enjoyment and excitement about Mm. what's happening around me 
challenges are exciting, mm. not so worrisome. So I don't feel like an anxious person or I don't lead in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, now that I'm a mom, I know I feel extra protective. Mm. Yeah, but the, I do know that I The I've, name of the type or one of the names for the type, two of the names, the oh. challenger and the protector. Right. Yeah. I like one of those more than the other, clearly. Mm. Um, yeah, like with kids, it feels innate, but I think probably a lot of parents would say that. Like I, you know, I will do anything for my children, but I do feel like that, although friendship has been a ride for me in adulthood, I feel really protective over the people I work with, my friends, mm-hmm. uh, you, mm-hmm. You've always my been family, over your friends. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I feel those things. Uh, yeah, I guess I could start there. Um, I think one of the things that come to my mind when I think of you leading with an eight is we have this this memory of us at a friend's wedding and you just have this like big energy that like is present in a room and it fills the room. And I remember that's who you've always been. Like when, when, when we're in rooms, when we're in gatherings there's just this like bigness of energy that is Ashley that is bright and loving and it pulls you in it draws you in you're attracted to it so that to me is what I would add Mm. I think the older I've gotten I I feel more present in that experience of myself Mm. like I realize I butterfly around a room and in social settings get extra social Mm. But I didn't always feel that. I think about like college me or high school me, knowing I was trying to be friends with everyone and social and really engaged. Mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily always actually feel heard or seen in friend groups. Mm. Maybe I was, but I didn't always feel that way. I think now I actually like understand a presence that I come in with or mm-hmm. a forwardness that I probably come in with. Do you ever get the comment of like you intimidate me in high school all the time yeah all the time yeah um, but you know high school's high school like i think part of in my mind i was always like well, it's just girls being girls mm. but i was never like wow people really think i'm intimidating i wonder why you know i was mm. 16 being like mm. but i like him <laughs> like, nothing else mattered do you think that's a part of the eight energy oh i'm sure with? yeah <clears throat> i'm sure i think that yeah i got that a lot where it was like an initial intimidation or an initial standoff-ish mm. feeling to then know me and hopefully have a different experience of me. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's plenty of people that would be like, nah, she's not my, yeah. she's not for me. But right. I would hope that most who initially had that feeling, then I was able to warm up eventually if I wasn't warm initially. Yeah, for sure. The eight's also in the body center. Right. How does that land for you or how does that mm. play out for you? Because there's three centers, as you know, the heart center, right. the mind center, right. I'm in the mind center. Yeah, I don't feel mind. mind. I like rarely feel mind connected. I like have to force myself to get in that zone. <laughs> I am once again a dance teacher. <laughs> My job is quite literally built on physicality and creativeness. Um, yeah, no body it feels a lot for me. So I get headaches a lot. Mm. I feel tension in my shoulders. When I'm tired, I will feel my body be like, sit down, 
don't move and mm-hmm. I'll be able to sit easily without feeling like I should get up and do something mm-hmm. and just be almost completely still, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I'll actually allow my body to relax yeah. because I know it's necessary. It's, I think there's a reason either dance chose me or I chose it or a combination of the two. Yeah. That it was like, this feels right for you. Yeah, your body's I was like, saying, oh, I like it. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's really good. I think You're that happier. all the time. Yeah. I think that all the time. You're yeah. happier. And yeah. I'd be like, I don't know. I'm not going to make any money. <laughs> and I'd be like, but you feel so good. <laughs> but you won't have to pay for as much therapy. Like, I don't know what I was thinking. Like, you just keep yeah. dancing. Just keep dancing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, it was, and it was for me for a long time. And now it's 99% for others. Yeah. But I think I'm learning now after so many years of teaching to like bring it back to also be an outlet for me yeah. as well. But yeah, I think there's a reason that's been a part of me for 35 years, yeah. you know. Stillness is an important practice for the body type in general. Mm-hmm. So I imagine like when you're doing your stretches and, you know, coming to stillness with the body. You know, it's always been really healthy for you. Yeah. A reason I connected when I did yoga in college and was like, this is the best class I've ever taken in my life. Yeah. I think, you know, start and end with stillness and mm-hmm. actually talking about breathing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else you got? What's your most favorite thing about your type? That's a, honestly a hard question for me to answer mm-hmm. because I think the first significant amount of time with my experience with the Enneagram, and I've told you this, mm-hmm. I always feel like I have a bone to pick with like a majority of descriptions on the eight. Because you read so many of the other types and they're like when they're when they're in a negative space, they're just not as gentle. And it's like only <laughs> And when they're there they're whatever, you know, give me a name of like one of the what's a I'm a challenger. Mm-hmm. Protector. Okay, give me give me yours. Enthusiast. Right. How nice does that sound? <laughs> Give me another one. The achiever. Yeah. Wow. Good for you. The you achieve so much. Nice. Right. Does it? Sounds yeah. like a lion. Give you me a name a of lion. another one, though. Give me a name of another. The perfectionist. Okay. Oh, is that one? The reformer. Yeah. The yeah. perfect perfectionist or reformer. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I think a lot of your friends are the helper, the giver. Yeah, I have a lot of those. Yeah. yeah. So, so I guess you're... when you initially, like, even when I took the test and then it's like, you're an eight and it's like the challenger and it's mm-hmm. like, you are loud, you are bold, mm-hmm. you are angry, you are, <laughs> and they just list all of these things that I think anyone hears it and you're like, I had friends that I told you're an eight that knew about the Enneagram mm-hmm. when I said I'm an eight were like, what? You're an eight? Really? <laughs> Eights are so angry. <laughs> it's like, oh man. It's like yeah. they, their image of me literally shifted based on mm. what they knew of the Enneagram. Mm. So I think it took a long time for me to see it and go, oh, there's good in that. Mm. I think even in our relationship, I've experienced a lot of that where there's like, oh, you're doing this because this is what eights do, mm. but not in positive contexts. It's mm. like we're in an argument. So I'm clearly being an eight. Because it's an argument, right. not like, well, look at the way you just showed up for your friend. You're being such an eight right now. It would mm. be like we'd be fighting for 48 hours, and you'd be like, you're such an eight. And I'd be mm. like, this is why I don't like it, <laughs> you know. Mm. So I think it's taken a long time for me to see the beauty in feeling protective of my friendships, my family. Right. And now when I look at it, it's still a process for me, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I study it much less than you. 
But when I look at it now, I think about my ability to shift into really social situations Mm -hmm. and like fully be present Mm -hmm. and complete and like Mm -hmm. nothing else exists Mm -hmm. besides what's happening in front of me. And I can give 100% of myself to what's happening right then and there, Mm -hmm. a wedding, a dance class, a a lunch with a friend, a crying student, a crying girl on my shoulder on the daily, you know, like the fact that, I can block everything else out and like build my energy. Yeah. I call it grounded presence. You have a strong, rooted, grounded, mm. overarching protective presence. That's mm. just like boom right there. I think I, I, I find in myself now I'm able to shift without, uh, shift what's supposed to happen or what was going to happen. Say something changes mm. that I don't feel like, but what about, I just, okay, let's move. Mm. And then I'm on to the next and there's a challenge mm-hmm. to be completed. Yep. And that feels good for me. Yeah. So a kid comes in crying this week to me. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be working with her. Clearly it's not a day that we're going to be in a creative dancing space. Right. So we sat while she cried on my shoulder for about 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I just asked her about life. And eventually mm-hmm. then she's telling me about the boy she likes and he snapped her and all the sweet Mm -hmm. things but it was clear shift i had work to be done in that moment it was obviously not going to get done Mm -hmm. but i i just go okay challenge accepted let's go and then be present for her physically present mentally present and then you know of course that comes and goes when i do it well and when i don't but i do enjoy that and now that i think i see parts of that and what the Enneagram is. I know that I like challenge mm-hmm. and I like big shifts at work for me right now. Mm-hmm. And there's been a joy in like seeing big change. Yeah. And I think that's also part of my type. Yeah. Eights get confused a lot potentially with threes, the achiever type, because they're mm-hmm. such strong, quick movers, mm-hmm. ready to tackle things. Yeah. They totally have that energy, so. Yeah. I see that in you. What's the What's the challenging thing? What do you find challenging right now when your types in action? Hmm. Challenging right now. I think the first thing that comes to mind is either uh, it's not, it doesn't feel work related for me at all. It ends up feeling more relational and less mm-hmm. friendship more either you and I or the kids. Mm. So I notice when life is really busy or I'm not able to fully control a situation. I don't necessarily consider myself that type A things, you know, perfectionist Mm -hmm. needing to have things a very specific way. But when, you know, there's a plan, there's something we need to get to on time, things like that. And I, can actually feel physically in my body like I sweat. I actually end up feeling, I you guess, what fist, anxious is. Right yeah, now, yeah, so. yeah. Like I feel a tightening, mm. like in shoulders and chest and things like that. And so with kids, I notice like a powering up or powering in. Yeah, I don't know, maybe. Mm. But I do notice with kids that in that moment, then I feel like needing to additionally control. Mm. 
just do it for you, you know, which also sometimes you have to do as a parent. But I noticed myself wanting to do that more Mm -hmm. and having to like take deep breaths. I've told you step into literally another room and be like, they're kids. What Mm -hmm. do you, you know, Mm -hmm. just they are so lovely and wonderful and they're just trying to experience everything around them. Take a breath and you got this. Mm -hmm. But I noticed that. Mm -hmm. Um with you and I, I notice when we do get in like a, a conflict and then maybe it's leveling up or we're unable to find resolution mm-hmm. that it's easy for me to um, I notice when we're in conflict that it's easy for me to amp up a little bit mm. uh, to actually f- feel anger Mm. i don't feel it many places or express it many places Mm. except in conflict with you Mm. um so when it's a challenge which early on in our relationship now when i look at it i'm like oh yeah i see that way more but still now of course because we're always changing i see it and like the needing to fix it and want it to be done and like squashed and move on. Mm. So push the edge, push the envelope in order to like be done with it already. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just lean into the conflict, uh, the heart of it. Yeah. Yeah. Might as well. Instead of like, what do you actually need here? Mm. So I noticed that Mm. just be done. Don't save it for tomorrow. You know, I feel that like wash my hands of it and move on Mm. feeling. Mm. Which then can easily ignite anger, yeah, if Mm. you're not, if you actually need space or time or the kids do, right? Yeah. Yeah. Last question. Ooh. Uh, The growth edge for the eight, or at least one of, is vulnerability, finding a sense of like softness Mm -hmm. in the body, that place of vulnerability in the body. That's one of the growth edge, but I'm curious... Maybe that's not the growth edge for you. Like, what are you working with? What's your growth edge work? Uh, Growth edge work? Um, Yeah, I think I was told vulnerability wasn't, like, uh, in my mind. So I was going to sound super eight, wasn't I? I was going to say I was told vulnerability is an issue for me, is what my statement was going to be. Oh, it's funny because it's true. I was literally, you know, I didn't know mm-hmm. anything about Enneagram. And then we had that one couple's session. Mm-hmm. And it was like, so you're not vulnerable. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, maybe I'm not. So I do notice that in myself more. Mm. Um, once I was told that that's a part of what I can lean into. I've always known I like comedic relief to feel joy in conversation or, you know, all of those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. But then if I'm really thinking about like uh, when something's presented that can feel scary, sad, I don't think I'm, you know, RIP. I don't think I'm a Chandler. That's like (laughs) immediately a joke. Mm -hmm. Like, "Ah," and I can't handle sadness Mm. because I often hold, you know, people weeping. Mm -hmm. But I do notice that it's easy for me to feel lighter than it is to feel deeper. Mm. Uh, And I find a different fulfillment in that. 
And so that's something for me, especially with being married to someone like you, (laughs) (laughs) that I quite literally have to do it. And Mm -hmm. even if it makes me uncomfortable, but also just understanding my limits of Mm -hmm. how much I can hold and handle and what's a good stretch for me versus uh, pushing myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But even with friendships, I think I've pushed myself more. And, you know, we talk about like making sure to communicate to people how their relationships actually make me feel and Mm. keeping the extension out, you know, for me, even if I'm like, I want people to call me, you know, just Mm. do it. Mm. Do more of those things that feel vulnerable. Yeah. I remember I have this really vivid memory being really, really young having a dance lesson that was like, I think my first one-on-one with this ballet teacher Hmm. and uh, something about walking into the space, literally walking past the threshold of the door, the closed door that I had been in the studio since I was like mm, a baby, Yeah, a door I've walked through three or four times a week. But I literally remember waiting in the lobby and then being like, I wonder if I sat here for the hour, my mom would just pick me up and not know that I didn't go inside. Oh, because I was like, never heard this story. Yeah, and I can like see the studio right now and be like, do I go in? Do I go in? Do I oh, because you felt that and vulnerability like, and like and leaning. Fear. Yeah. yeah, because one, I was going to be judged one on one for this dance lesson. Right. Two, I was going in alone, and at a young age, you start making some of those steps. Um, I don't know. Anywhere from 8 to 11, honestly, I don't really mm. remember. Probably young on the younger side. Yeah. But, you know, at a certain age, too, like, often your parents walk you into things, walk you to the door, walk you through, interact with the teacher, and then you do your class, whatever it is. So I remember, it. maybe it was the first time I was, like, walking in the room mm-hmm. fully solo. I don't right. really know. Yeah. I, honestly, it's 30-plus years ago, probably, at this yeah. point. So I don't think I remember it fully, but I do remember physically walking into, like, even yeah. going to touch the handle. I was like, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. And there was, like, a little bathroom right to the left. I remember going into the bathroom and, like, looking in the mirror and being like, it's just... Oh, you looked you at t- yourself in the mirror? Oh, and I remember going back out and, like, looking at the door and being like, I'm going to be late. Really? Uh, and then just being like, do it, do it, do it. Like, a three, just two, like, like, in my head being like, three, two, it. let's go. And, like, and then walking in and her being like, hey, Ash. And me, and me being like, why was I so scared? Aww. Like so wonderful. And it was like going to be a, a great experience. It's something I love doing. But something so new yeah. felt really Aww. frightening. Aww. Um, and so I think, you know, uh, there's a chance no matter what type you lead with, you've experienced a moment yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, but when I think about who I am now, yeah. yeah, when I think about who I am now, little stories like that will pop up for me. And I'm like... Oh, you know, things that lean into the eight and away from it. You know, I had a lot of like really timid moments growing up and, you know, like anybody does. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so I think vulnerability connects with me uh, as do other things. But to me now, it used to feel more like a like a punch in the gut. Like you don't know how to be vulnerable and no one probably knows who you are because you've never expressed yourself fully or, you know. I, mm-hmm. I had a lot of those like doubting moments, yeah. but now where I'm at is just that it encourages me. That's like when you do have those moments, because I already have a pretty present and bold space that I'm living in often. Mm-hmm. I feel like 
yeah, when I'm able to also be the both and to be more sensitive to be, you know, not everybody wants to hear something funny or like be like, and, you know, yeah. a lot of people in the world feel a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kids have softened me. You've softened me sometimes. <laughs> also rile me up sometimes, but, um, yeah. So I, that now it just feels like a, a positive challenge as I'm, you know, continuing to further into the adulthood and raising a family and, you know, being married for so long. I love that. Me too. So I'd like to have one more question. Oh, okay. <clears throat> and we'll close here. Cool. That, that's crazy. I've never heard that story. Yeah, I've, I've figured I had told you that before. No, I've never heard that story. I mm. love that story. Mm. Um, if that young Ashley... Right. That's my last question. If that young Ashley came in here today. Oh, she's and so she cute. was here. She was so tall. <laughs> she's so tall. And you know, you know what she was like. She was about to come in. She had felt that vulnerability. Right. And you happened to just walk in right before she was talking herself up. Like what would you tell her? Oh, you mean like in that literal moment or mm -hmm. just young Ashley, period? <clears throat> in that moment, like that uh, feeling, what would you tell her? Well, now I'm a dance teacher, so I think I would have just been like, what's up, girl? You good? <laughs> what's going on? You look a little freaked out. <laughs> um, no, yeah, that. I would have, there would have been like a, it's okay to feel her? at yeah. ease. Yeah, it's okay to feel yeah. at ease. Yeah, like you're, um, people aren't as scary as you think they are. Mm-hmm. You know, those kind of things. It's okay to feel at ease. People aren't as scary as you think they are. Yeah. Mm. And and uh, there's a joy in new things. There's a joy that, in new That things. for me now is like not lost on me at all. I feel mm. like pretty present in joy and excited about trying new things. Mm. Um, but younger me, yeah. I would have been like, it's, you're probably going to fail at a lot of stuff. Mm. It's okay if you're not in some sort of perfect space. Mm-hmm. Just be you, girlfriend. Mm. Enjoy. Mm. Life's too short. So just enjoy it. We'll end there. It's perfect. It was perfect. <laughs> well, thanks, babe. <laughs> thanks for letting me hear with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Are we done? Yeah, we're done. Cheers. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that was fun, entertaining, helpful, valuable. I certainly had a great time. Just the whole process was fun for me. And there are more coming. Keep listening. Share with your friends. Share with your family and your colleagues. And if you are interested in transformation work with me, you can find all of that information at the bottom of the email uh, where there's a button that says uh, discover 2024 transformation offerings oh and one more thing i gotta give a special shout out to my beloved friend my homie jeremy passion he's the guy that is so just generously um is letting me use the music to all of these podcasts so jeremy love you man thank you for letting me uh, use your song it's so perfect for this episode all right take care enjoy your week 
and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.